When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hello and welcome to the post-game podcast on the Royal Blue Channel to reflect on Everton's 3-1 home defeat to Wolves. I'm your host Paul Wheelock and we'll start off by getting the verdicts of our Everton FC correspondent Phil Kirkbride and our Everton FC reporter Adam Jones to what was an 8th defeat in the last 14 games for the Blues. You'll then hear my conversation with season ticket holder Ian Kroll who pulls no punches on what he witnessed this afternoon and then you'll get what Marco Silva made of it all with every word of the Everton manager's post-match press conference. Thanks for joining me. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Evening everybody, Everton 1, Wolves 3, another bitterly, bitterly disappointing afternoon at Goodison as a poor Everton side got what they deserved and that was nothing. Um, Mistakes easily given away goals and problems at both ends of the pitch contributed combined and meant for a very comfortable afternoon for the visitors and a painfully half-fit Leighton Baines giving away a penalty in the seventh minute which gave Wolves the lead. His fitness was a gamble that Silva took and it didn't pay off despite him passing a morning fitness test. The Blues got themselves back on level terms, a rare moment of quality, a first goal for Andre Gomez, a fine finish rifling into the roof of the net restored parity and it was meant to be the platform for them to rebuild and piece together a performance half-time it was fast approaching Silver no doubt satisfied that they clawed their way back into the game but then yet again a set piece was their undoing Michael King gave away a free kick Wolves whipped it in no more than an average delivery you'd say but Jimenez running behind Coleman and in front of Richarlison and nodded home deflating depressing and wholly predictable way for Everton concede who've now shipped 16 goals from set pieces in all competitions this season that's 11 in the league and it was a setback from which they never truly recovered yes Everton dominated the second half in possession but did very very little with it and then ultimately ironically as well cruelly ironically that possession that they dominated they gave away stupidly uh, midway through the second half uh, Coleman and Luckman combining to give the ball away deep in the territory. Wolves turned it over, and despite an heroic block by Kurt Zuma, it only delayed the inevitable. And Leander Dendonka volleyed home to make it 3 1. That was it. Everton huffed and puffed, but it was Wolves who blew the door down, and Everton slumped to another defeat. And huge questions about players' character, you know, their ability to react. Again, obviously, questions about the manager and setting up the team. He had another set piece goal. And just a very, very difficult afternoon and one another result for the Blues to stomach. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well then, what's been a massively disappointing season for Everton? Yeah, hard-pressed to think of a result that's much more disappointing than that. As much as we don't want to say it, essentially, Everton's season has boiled down to can they finish seventh or not? Can they be the best of the rest in the Premier League? 
you know, at the start of the campaign, we were dreaming of maybe cup runs, maybe even challenging for Europa League places. Uh, well, the form is definitely not going to happen. Uh, you can almost certainly rule out the latter now as well. Uh, Wolves were just so much better than Everton on the day. Uh, they just looked more hungry, more vibrant, more energetic. I think right from the first whistle as well, I think Marco Silva's definitely going to regret the decision to put Leighton Baines into the team. I know he said that uh, Leighton Baines passed those fitness tests at the uh, at the uh, start of the day, but you know he just uh, he never looked comfortable, never looked ready for this one, and you know Wolves exploited that right from the first moment of the match. You know getting behind him uh, to win the penalty, and Everton never really recovered from that. The one only one moment of quality that Everton produced was from Andre Gomez to get the equalising goal, which you know it was great to see him score his first goal for the club, but. You know, apart from that, you're looking at Everton's other creative players and you're thinking, well, what have they done today? Gilfie Sigurdsson, anonymous. Theo Walcott, anonymous. Richarlison, anonymous. Uh, Cenk Tosin, apart from passing it to Gomez when he scored, anonymous. You know, you, you just can't get away with that in, in the Premier League. You know, anyone you're playing against is going to try and exploit that. And especially a side as good as Wolves, you know, like... Got some really good players. I thought that Jota was fantastic for them. Jimenez as well up front. They've just causing problems for our defence all the way through. And then, you know, brings us onto the defence now. And it's just the same mistakes. You know, every single goal has happened before this season. First goal, stupid penalty given away. We've seen that before against Bournemouth, uh, especially away from home right at the start of the season. Uh, that was Leighton Baines as well, funnily enough giving away that penalty. Uh, second goal, ugh, we've talked about set-pieces so many times on this podcast, you know, like set-piece set again, you know, stupid free-kick given away, easy ball into the near post, and he's got about five yards of space at the near post to nod the ball into the back of the net, you know. Does that sound to anyone else exactly like the Millwall game? Well, and uh, third goal, you know, sloppy, sloppy play in the midfield, loses the ball, and Everton just looked in disarray as Wolves tried to counter-attack uh, with just a little bit of pace. You know, Everton just couldn't deal with it. So, you know, it's just not going to get easy, any easier for Marco Silva over the next couple of games either. Uh, especially when you look at Everton's next five home games. You know, we've got City, uh, Chelsea, United, Liverpool and Arsenal all to come in our next five home games, you know. Silva's going to need a big result against one or more of them over the next few weeks, definitely. So let's see if these players are up to it. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, I'm now joined by Ian Kroll, our View from the Gladys Street podcast host, and I and imagine a thoroughly fed up Evertonian after what he's just witnessed at Goodison Park this afternoon. Ian, what was your verdict on that, mate? Um, it wasn't good, Paul, was it? Um, no, no. At all, from, from start to finish, really. I felt, you know, th- there was a little passage of play where we did score a great goal, Andre Gomez, um, and that showed no signs of promise. But I, d- I don't know what the answer is, Paul, to be honest. Uh, as many people who, who listen to, to our Royal Blue podcast channel will know, I've, you know, I've defended Silver a lot and, you know, kind of place blame on the players. And, you know, today, Silver, it was probably a fault. The players are false. You know, everyone associated with picking that team and, you know, 
around around that result is, is at fault, and I can't defend the in, indefensible. You know, I said though, you know, prior to this game, if the players turn up and expect us to beat Wolves and roll Wolves over, then we're going to get beat because Wolves are a very good team. Regardless of whether they've been in the championship recently, they, they, they've got very good players and a very good team, and they, they, they proved that today. They, they, you know, the strong. They they know how to defend. They know how to attack in, in packs and in a unit. Um, I mean, as for us, it, it just it just goes back to again, Marco Silva just try something different because he's just doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. It's it is becoming kind of man as Mark Mark too. But yeah, it, it, it really is because he's he's almost starting to be stubborn now and. And say, well, I'm going to play the same formation, and you know, I'm going to start playing the same players. I mean, there's players on that pitch who are an absolute disgrace today. Mm-hmm. I don't care, but you know, whether they're, they're suffering with injury, they've got issues off the pitch, personal problems. You should be on that pitch, and you should be giving your all for Everton Football Club. Theo Walcott, I don't even know why he's on the pitch, but you know, everyone's talking about giving um, Adam Oyl Luckman a go. Well, he needs to go consistently. Okay, he came on today, and you know he didn't set the world alight. But the game was gone. It was it was far. It was, you know, we were never coming back, and to put all that pressure on Adam Oluckman to to come on and, and do something. I think Gilfie Sigurdsson now he, he's he's wasted. He, he offered nothing today whatsoever on the ball. He can huff and puff, and he runs, and he doesn't stop. He doesn't stop running. I'll, I'll give him that. But you know this number ten role that he's playing in at the moment, it's, it's not working. The one striker up front playing by himself. It's not working. Richardson on the left today. Okay, we we've all said that's that's his natural position, and he scored two uh, two and two, hasn't he? Yeah. On the past two games, so fair enough. But he kind of just down heels halfway through the game after he, he wasn't getting the decisions. He starts he starts sulking. It's, it's just not good enough. The only person really I think he could probably hold his head up by today was Andre Gomez. Agreed. So, Agreed. I think he he showed signs that he's back to his best, but showed signs that you know why he's the type of player that he is and the quality that he's got but he can't do it all himself and obviously this does refer back down to the manager then and what we're doing you know yeah Wolves are a good team I've said that but we've just been beat 3-1 Paul it's, it's an absolute disgrace like, I, I, I don't know I don't know what else to say I'm, I'm speechless there's there's no movement when we've got the ball from the players off the ball it's static it's, it's never any you know trying to get the ball in behind the opposition defensive it, it's it's from one side of the pitch to the other, and if they're not doesn't work, you know we either lose possession or it's effect, it's inevitably kicked back to the defence and, and Pickford to to you know hoof a long ball up the pitch, and then when that happens, we're, we're not set for a long ball and we, we lose the second balls. It, it's just like a vicious circle, and I, I, I don't know, I don't know how Silver's going to manage to get himself out of this, and you know I, I noticed on Twitter there, there's you know cause for them to be sat and you know everyone's got the right for their opinion and to voice what, what they feel and it's very hard to you know to make excuses after a performance like that it really is I just think look, this season's over now and yeah. I'm not saying we should down to those whatsoever um, but you know there's still plenty of games to go plenty of points still to play for but you know we need to try and do something to get feel good factor back because you know Today was just it was just abject. I mean, I've got no I've got no words really, or any other words to to describe the performance. And you know what? I think you've summed up what a lot of fans are feeling there, mate. And I know coming out the ground, people just 
well, angry, obviously, but they just look so damn beat. And it, 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 it kind of like begged the question and said that to, to me dad, that coming out the ground, do you actually enjoy going to the game anymore? You know, because it, it, it seems it, it's, become, it's becoming a bit of a chore, isn't it, almost? Well, I'll be honest with you, Paul, when I, I agree with you to an extent. I think it was, um, you know, under Cuban and Allardyce, it, it was like that. It was definitely a chore. And, you know, when my, um, sorry, when Silver first came in, you know, I think there, there was a bit of buoyancy and people were, you know, happy to go to the game and, you know, stuff like that. But now it's it's kind of just reverted back to tight, do you know what I mean? And yeah, it is a chore to go to the game and, you know, it's, it's not getting any easier, is it? On, on Wednesday, you know, we've got the champions coming to go to some bar, you know, God knows what's going to happen there. Um, one thing I will say, Paul, though, is a lot of people were calling for Everton to accept a, a, a bid from PSG for a just a game, but that's another heavy defeat now at home. Yeah. And that's another game where a just a game didn't, didn't play in the team. Whether it's just a coincidence, I don't know, but I don't think we would have been as open to a or susceptible to counter attacks and Wolves Wolves attacks if this kind of game was on that pitch. You know, hopefully, you know his, his head is in the right place now. And the injury that he's picked up it was a real injury, but it's it's only a minor one, and he he'll be back for Wednesday and you know Watford next week. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know what Silver's going to do in, in terms of the, you know the atmosphere and the crowd. I think we called for the players to to do something, didn't we, yeah. before yeah. in the in the Royal Blue podcast on Friday. We didn't get that. We no. didn't get that. Whether the I don't know whether they expected to turn up today and just just beat Wolves. It, it, it kind of you know looked like that to me. Um, he didn't give didn't give anything. Didn't give the hundred percent. You know the quality is obviously not there. And it's you know when you can see goals and can't score goals, it's, it's just an absolute recipe for disaster. I mean playing football like like we did today. I don't understand how we've got as many points as we no, actually got. No, it's, no. it's insane. Like, we were seventh prior to this game. I don't know whether we dropped down now. I haven't seen the table. We, sorry, we were eighth. We, we could have gone seventh game. with a win, couldn't we, we today? We could, yeah, we could have gone seventh. So, obviously, that hasn't happened. I don't know whether we've dropped down now. It's insane where we could have actually been if, we, if we'd won today. And, you know, the, you know, it could have been a bit of Obviously, it would have been a lot more positive. Um, but the players, the players today needed to show something. And hopefully, the fans would have given back and... I think they, they did give back, you know, the fans, you know, when we scored scored the um, you know, our first goal to, to equalise, you know, great great bit of player thoughts and what a finish from on on Gomez and you know, the car got boiled by Definitely, that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the referee I thought was you know Poor again. Then, <laughs> and, you know, we we say the same thing all the time. It was, it was it was crazy some of the decisions that he's made. That that's no excuse the referee wasn't at fault or to blame for why we lost the game today Marco Silva and, is, and those players are um, yeah so yeah that's Next question then. <laughs> yeah, no, I think again you've you've got it all spot on, mate. I thought the team looked leaderless, passionless, particularly in that second half. But you were right there, you know, Gomez scores that great goal, uh, the crowd are up, the players are up, and then lo and behold, another set piece goal. And I think the really what Marco Silva's gotta carry the can for most. I don't know if you agree, mate, is I, I I totally agree with you in the respect that he could do with freshening the side up. But it's it's set pieces, it's it's beyond the joke now, isn't it? It's clearly if it's zonal marking, if it's man marking, whatever system it is, it's just not working. And a game that was in the balance at one one, you go into half time at two one, and as you rightly said, after that Everton just didn't didn't look like coming back and all because of that really soft goal they conceded there just before half time. 
It's insane, like the, the, when the, it was a silly free kick to concede. In the first By Keane, wasn't it? Yeah. It, it was. It was just so simple. It was literally, you know, it was a good ball in the box. Don't get me wrong, but like, there's no challenge from an Everton player. There's nothing. I don't. I don't know whether it's zone marking or whether it's down to the players. You know, not attacking the ball. If it is down to zone marking, then they're obviously afraid to to, lo- to lose position in the zone after in. So that's why they're not attacking the ball. And if it's not down to zone marking, then the players just aren't. Positioning themselves right with it, with the man that they should be marking or or attacking the ball, like I don't know, and I don't know whether Marco Silva knows. To be honest, you know the fact that we conceded three set piece goals against Millwall, and then we've just done the exact same thing with one there against Wolves. It, it, it's it's just it's it's crazy. It's it's, it's got to be sorted out as, as soon as because you know if uh, the opposition team get get a free kick in the final third in a dangerous position, well, well like. We're going to concede the goal, and it, it, it's just insane. I mean, I've I had a couple of shouts for Pickford should have come and get got the ball. I mean, I don't know about that. I think he, he, he maybe could have. I'd have to look, look at it back, and you know, you'd have to analyse it. And he could have been a bit more aggressive, but you know, the, the defence is obviously not doing its job, and you know, they're not they're not listening to Silva to what he wants to do, but. It's just absolute chaos when that when the ball's lifted in, and everyone's just afraid to to do anything and make a mistake. So what what did he do? They just kind of just stay in the same position or the zone, and that they're meant to be in. And, you know, inevitably, you know, the opposition striker, defender, whatever, will get a head on the ball and it goes in the back of the net. It's just it's getting beyond the joke now. It, it, it really is. Yeah, Ian, thanks very much for your, your honesty, mate. I know that wouldn't have been no, no, the, uh, the easiest conversation, would it? One thing I want to say as well, like that I um, mentioned it before, um, but I think Silva gave every opportunity for Leighton Baines to, to make himself fit, and he obviously did pass a fitness test. And, you know, he, he obviously got injured, didn't he? And, and when Kenny came on the pitch, not, not um, you know, having a go at Kenny, but that just completely, you know, we, did, we didn't have any attack and threat down that left hand side. You know, we mentioned it, didn't we, in the, yeah. in the, again in the Royal Blue podcast? It was. Um, just nothing. I don't think that helped with Charles. And I thought when Baines was on the pitch, we were more likely to go forward on the attack. As soon as Kenny got the ball, he was cutting back on his right foot, and you know that that hasn't helped the situation, has it? But again, that's that's just like small. That's nothing compared to you know what what's gone on today. It's um, it's worrying Paul because you know what what we haven't got to kiss the ball, have we? To say well, Marco Silva's definitely going to get this right. Um, otherwise. If we could see that he wasn't going to get it right, then you'd probably say, let's sack him now and, and get someone else in. But a lot of work's gone in over the past um, seven, eight months, brands included. And that obviously, is it is it time to, to throw all that away now and, and throw it away? I, I don't know. You know what blueprints are we, are we following here? I, finally, I feel like I'm going off on a tangent here, but you know, stability... Regardless of, we're not going to get relegated. You know, we might we finish tenth, we might finish like seventh or eighth, or we might finish lower than that. Obviously, but we need some sort of stability now. This is where Everton have got to pull through together, including the fans, including the players, and hopefully, you know, those in charge of of making the you know the decisions at the top. Because just sacking them now, what's the point? You know, he he'll go and we'll get someone else in, and when. You know that manager has a bad run. It'll be the, the exact same. We'll sack him now, and we need to follow a blueprint similar to what I would say is Tottenham, where it's going to take time. They haven't spent billions and billions like City and and Chelsea have. It'd be great if we could do that, you know. But the blueprint has been set by brands, and it's stability and time. And it's very hard to defend 
silver after a performance like that, but he has still got to be given time. He's going to be given till at least next season, hasn't he? He's got to be. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Can you repeat, sorry? Uh, what do you feel went wrong for you and your team? Uh, many things. Uh, of course, when you lost, uh, when you lose one game like we lost this afternoon, uh, playing home and uh, giving the some easy things for our opponent, of course, is a tough afternoon and a disappointing result for us. Um, you know, I'm the first one. If uh, I can see our opponents come. Come at good, it's not playing uh, when you play away. And if they do something really special and they, they were really better than us playing their football, it's organizing our team every time and scoring goals, I'm the first one to give and to, to be fair with them and to give in the congratulations. But when I can see again, like we lost the game, giving everything too easy since the first minute, in some moments, um, they can score coming. From nowhere, like they scored again some, in some moments this afternoon, is really tough uh, for me, for, for us as a, as a team. Of course, like they scored in one penalty, you must do completely different in that moment. Uh, even if I don't know if it's penalty or was penalty or not, but uh, we must do completely different in that moment. In um, a tough moment to react, uh, in some moments, not uh, with the, patience, the enough patience we, we must put in, in the game, but to react. Uh, we had a chance with you, and after he scored an important goal and good goal with Andre. But again, 44, 45 minutes the first half. Um, something you knew, something we planned, uh, where he managed normal attack that ball, floated ball again, and we we didn't put even 50% the aggressiveness we have to put in that moment. Because um, if I can see he managed to um, challenge that ball with one player there with him, and he can win the, the moment. No, completely alone in that moment. And it's something. It's not part of our the our the our plan, and it's not like we want to do the, in that moment. And uh, more or less the same the second half. We like we started, we tried. Uh, we knew we'll have to be the patient and uh, to always to be in a good balance to don't uh, organize our team because they will they are strong in counter attack. It's something they they prepare the game to come here to to do. And um, again, with the ball in our possession, no pressure at all, and we give the ball away again, and uh, they achieve the. They scored the third goal, and it's something you are doing many, many times, and it's something we have to realize. And just uh, as on the pitch, you can solve the problem because it's not normal. The the level we we are, uh, you are giving many, many things away. But Marco, how, how much of a concern is it? Is that you're saying the same things now most weeks, yeah. and you're not getting a reaction from this this play? In fact, the performances are as bad as have they have been for. Weeks. I understand what you are saying. Of course, it's something I. I really don't like, but uh, when I came here to speak with you, um, like I, I do with them and I did uh, with them again. We have to be honest with and, and uh, saying to you and to our fans what I, what is my feedback there inside, what I saw I saw there inside. Um, but just to us to to solve the the problem because I agree with you in some moments is something I hope happen often and more than normal and you keep doing the the same things and is uh, we cannot it's not. Um, moment to try to find the excuse. You have to look uh, clear because I'm not here to talk again about anxious, about nervous, about everything because you are, if you are playing and working here in this club, you have to, to, to handle this, to be honest, as normal pressure because 
is not to find every time excuses. You have to find the solution, not to every time excuses. Like you mentioned pressure there, concentration. What is it though that is leading to you to give away so many, so many fluffy goals? Yes, uh, and was again, uh, was again this this afternoon. Um, like I told, it's up to us to to solve the problem on the pitch and daily and after on the pitch because it's, it's not normal when you plan it, when we we do the things in a normal way and they they did and after come to the, the, the games and after you do some moments, um, easy things and like you told, um, you gave them some some not normal things in football in the level we, we are uh, and of course it's up to us together to, to solve the problem. Marco, yeah. um, you started Leighton Baines after you know, there was a doubt over his injury, but he didn't really look like he was fully up to speed before he did come off. Was that a gamble with his fitness? Or? Oh, of course, uh, when uh, after the, the injury he had the last, the last game, we managed to, um, his week. And of course, when I, I took the decision to start with him, of course, uh, Leighton made a test this morning, uh, the feedback, the feedback uh, uh, his feedback was uh, was good, and um, uh, he told me he's in conditions to to start the match. And of course, I took I took that decision, normal decision. Um, you know, if I didn't have Leighton, I would start with John Joe Kenny, like uh, I did during the match. But in that moment, the feedback was good, and I took that decision. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.